my train of thought. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Tell Me Something podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, who I'm staring at right now, and she's focused on her phone, <laughs> Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Well, you know. Yeah, I do know. You weren't expecting that, were you? I wasn't expecting what? What are you What are you doing? What are you doing on your phone? What are you doing on your phone? I'm asking you the question. <laughs> I ask the questions around here. Um, making a post about day 21. Making a post about day 21. And if that doesn't make sense to you, shame on you. Because Just you keep listening heard, and you'll know. <laughs> yeah, you'll know in a few minutes here. You should have heard the podcast that we did. I think it was number 47 or 46. One of those two or somewhere around that number. We did a podcast about starting the challenge that is uh, known as 75 hard. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for your input. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on that one, that's when I didn't think I was going to start it with you. Yeah, you I were thought like, I was gonna wait. oh, I'm going to wait for another week after Easter, and then I'll start it afterwards. And then I woke up that next morning, you're like, bam, I'm doing it with you. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, just because I knew my mom was coming into town, and Easter was coming up. But really, I was just making excuses to not start it. Yeah, because I, th- I honestly think if we would have waited, we would have kept on putting it off, and putting yeah. it off, and putting it off, and we would keep on finding an excuse to not do the the challenge that's why I was like, nope, I'm starting tomorrow, and that's it. Because I think I found out about it on, like, that Thursday. F- that Friday. or was it, was it Thursday? It was Thursday. So, Thursday. And then that's when we talked about it, like, starting Monday. Yeah. And you're like, nope, I'm going to wait. But I was like, nah, I was set. I'm going to start. Didn't have any plans. I was just like, we're going to do it tomorrow. Like, our food wasn't prepped. Uh, we weren't sure what workouts we were going to do. We are just like, all right, we're doing it. And that's how I usually do things. You're mm-hmm. more organized and planned out, but not me. Well, it's been pretty organized and planned since we started. But getting started wasn't organized nor planned. Yeah. Stop messing with the thing. I'm just, my hand's in a weird <laughs> spot. You want another pillow? No, you're fine. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, we started 75 hard. We're in the challenge now. We are three weeks in. We just got done. Well, today is day 21, and we just hit all our marks for day 21. So unless we eat like some kind of cake or candy uh, from now until we go to bed, which is shortly after this podcast is done, Mm -hmm. um, we will have completed day 21. What day was day one? Do you remember the date? No. I don't either. I was just looking it up right now, but it, it doesn't. Was, it, just it was says a Monday. Day. Yeah. It was a Monday. So three we're, weeks we, ago. We we got the app. So seventy five hard. Uh, let's do a recap real quick of what seventy five hard is. Uh, so it's a challenge that was started by uh, the CEO of First Form, Andy Frasilla. Do you hear that thing? Oh, uh, Andy Frasilla. Again, he's the CEO of First Form. And uh, he has he also has a podcast called Real as Fuck or Real AF, and, and this dude he's like intense to the max. Uh, he's just passionate about everything that he does, uh, and sometimes it just comes off as assholeish, but I guess it's just passion. Anyways, I like the dude, um, but yeah, he came up with this 75 hard challenge because 
Um, I guess he used to be fat. And he was in one of his meetings. He's like, fuck it. I'm coming back to this meeting in 75 days. Or by a set date, which was in 75 days. He's like, I'm going to be fucking stacked. And so he just did this. He started following the diet. Well, here's here are the rules. You, um, So you have to do two workouts a day. All right, and you're doing all this for 75 days straight, no breaks, no day off, no days off, nothing. You have to do two workouts. One of the workouts has to be indoors, the other one has to be outdoors. I don't think one has to be indoors. I just think one of them has to be outdoors. So I think you can do them both outdoors, but both of them can't be indoors. I think you're right. Yeah, so one of so two workouts um one of them has to be outdoors yep. so that you're out in the elements. So if you're doing this in the middle of wintertime, good fucking luck. But you're supposed to be outdoors, whether it's uh, zero degrees or the sun is shining outside and it's a nice day. Do the workout uh, or do both workouts. Um, you have to take a progress picture every single day. And this is more like of a mindset deal of yeah. um, you don't see change daily in yourself uh just because you get used to what you're seeing um who was i talking oh i think we were talking to consulate it's like yeah it's kind of when you see your kids grow up right it's like you see them every day so you don't know the growth spurts that you don't realize the growth spurts that they're having until you start looking back at your pictures or you wake up one day it just catches like, you off guard yeah you're yeah, like you're oh like- shit you're tall <laughs> yeah so that's the purpose of the progress picture and then you have to read 10 pages of a book but it has the book has to be nonfiction, and or like a business book, entrepreneurial book, basically a book that's gonna make you better, like a, a self help book, self improvement book. Yeah. Um, you have to drink a gallon of water a day, uh, which is that's pretty hard for me, especially here in the in this past week. It seems like I've been cutting it close to the end of the day where I'm drinking that gallon of water, and. And seriously, I'm drinking like the regular little water plastic bottles. I'll drink like two or three of those. Um, well, the amount of those like right before I go to bed because I'm trying to finish my gallon of water. We'll just go through and tell them the task and then we'll talk about how it's oh, been yeah, for sorry. us. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Going off. Um, and then you have to follow a diet. Uh, it's not specific to what diet that you have to follow, but just follow a diet that's going to have you meet your goals. All right. And then no cheat meals and no alcohol for the duration of the 75 days at all. Yeah. All right. And this is he, Andy Frasilla always says, um, no deviation, no compromises mm-hmm. and no substitutions for this challenge. So you can't be like, oh, well, um, you know what? I'm just going to do both of my workouts back to back because we almost did that the other day because we were cutting it close. But you're supposed to break them up. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to break up the workouts uh, or like, uh, let's see, um, I don't know, 10 pages of reading. It's like, ah, oh, well, you know what? I, I'm just going to read a magazine. No, you can't read a magazine. Yeah. It has to be a, a book. All right. Well, it can be an ebook or whatever, but just. It can't be an audio book. Yeah. Um, I want to see. But yeah, no substitutions, no deviations, no compromises. Follow the shit. And I mean, we're already seeing the, res- or the, what's the word I'm looking for? 
I'm trying to blank right now. Uh, progress. Yeah, we're all seeing. We're already seeing the progress, and uh, you know, we've been taking the progress picks every day, and it's kind of. It started out as like, man, I'm just not seeing any change whatsoever. But then again, we're expecting to see like the change right away. Yeah. Um, but when you compare one picture to the other, you can see the changes that are being made. Again, we're just the subtle changes. Yeah. yeah, we're 21 days in, so it's not like I have a six pack right now, but uh, I can tell the difference in a huge way. All right, so yeah. so let's start going through. So I want to go through them in the way that I've gotten these emails. Because I want to share with you the emails from Andy Priscilla and then like his take on the tasks. And then we can kind of share our experiences for each of those. And then if we don't hit one of them, we can go back through and talk about the ones we don't hit. Yeah. So on the first day or the first week, um, I got an email that says, all right, Holly, there's five critical tasks you need to accomplish each day to complete 75 hard. The very first one is to choose a diet and commit to it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can pick the ice cream diet or the McDonald's diet and do that every day. Choose a diet with a goal in mind to improve your health and physique and something that will challenge you. The entire point of 75 Hard is to challenge you. See, the truth is, this is, the one, this is one of the most difficult tasks in 75 Hard because you can have zero cheap meals and alcohol for 75 days. One thing I find helpful in sticking to a diet consistently is using supplements as part of my diet and overall nutrition plan. So, and he goes into like, um, talk about the supplements from first form that we've talked about, um, a little plug one S T P H O R M. Um, they have awesome supplements, but I kind of knew going back to like us, I guess I kind of knew from the get that I wasn't going to go off on some crazy diet, um, like counting macros or doing keto. Um, I knew I was just going to do a caloric deficit as my diet to um and when you start counting calories naturally you're gonna have to tailor what you're eating yeah so what do you think about that one for you uh so yeah i'm for the most part going with the the caloric deficit is that how you called it Mm -hmm. yeah just count your calories right but i also cut out um uh like candy sugar yeah and uh energy drinks those were like the big ones and then i minimized eating bread Uh, i think i did all those things except energy drinks i still will drink the zero calorie energy drinks if i need one at work yeah and and then the the energy drink it's not it's more for like a health thing it's not because the the ones i drink have crazy amount of calories it's just it's something that i've always wanted to kick and this was pretty much like the you know, yeah. the time to do it. Uh, I, I still take pre-workout, which is something else that I want to minimize, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it just helps me with my workout. So I still take pre-workout, but I, I took out energy drinks and I minim uh, sugar and then I minimized um, uh, bread. bread. All right. So, so right now the only bread uh, that I'm eating is with breakfast and that's like having a toast. So dry just wheat toast. One piece of toast. Yeah, just one uh, piece of toast, dry wheat toast with breakfast. And that's because I can't eat eggs by themselves. I don't know how people do it. Like just eat scrambled eggs or no, I can't or, or fried eggs. I can't do that. It, it grosses me out. Um, I've tried it a couple times and I, I can't. I freaking can't. 
and uh yeah it makes me sound like a pussy but whatever <laughs> I, I just can't whatever it, it, it like makes me gag uh so i eat it with bread uh like this morning i actually had a tortilla but that's it uh so it was like a hundred and something calories for that tortilla whatever yeah so cutting out bread isn't as hard like the same you know i've been having one piece of toast every day but my calorie count is also very lower than yours your calorie count is outrageous um so i mean i'm counting calories of literally every single thing that i intake almost to the point of an annoyance sometimes where like if i season my food i'll count the calories in the seasoning if i um put oil in the pan i I like count the calories in like the oil uh the calories in my vitamins um Everything, everything, literally everything yeah, that literally you are everything. consuming. And for me, I was I was staying right around 900 to 1,000 calories a day. And I kind of plateaued out my weight loss. Um, and I wasn't seeing any more changes. I wasn't going down. I wasn't going up. I was just stuck. And so naturally, just me being me, I started researching it. Like, why am I not losing weight anymore? I'm not eating calories. I'm working out twice a day. Um, so when you look at it, I'm eating let's say a thousand calories a day and I'm working out twice a day, um, burning, we'll call it 150 calories. My sole intake of food that for the day is 850 calories. And that's not even counting just the day to day walking around and standing in front of a classroom and teaching and running around with the kids and doing all that. So, um, basically I was starving myself, even though I didn't feel like it. Uh, I wasn't hungry, but my body was in like, um, survival mode pretty much where it just, it wouldn't, it wasn't burning anymore because I wasn't eating enough calories. So I upped my calorie count from a thousand to 1200 and I've, I've seen the weight start dropping again. Yeah. But I still sometimes struggle to get to that 1200 calories. Yeah. You need, you need those calories. Like I was telling you at the beginning, I was like, that's not enough. Like- but I mean, I was eating. So for breakfast, I would eat like two eggs and a piece of toast. And then I would have a coffee. And so you're talking like maybe 250 calories there. And then we were eating these prepared meals from Clean Eats. Um, and the highest calorie count for that is the chicken and rice and broccoli. Um, and that's 380 calories. Yeah. And I would eat like a serrano or jalapeno pepper with it. And that's two calories per pepper. And then I would have the same kind of meal for dinner time. Um, or I would just cook like chicken and rice or something. Um, but I was having roughly like right at 300 calories a meal. Um, and I would have like these little snacks here and there, but the little snacks were maybe like 40, 50 calories and they didn't really. So I was never feeling hungry. And also the gallon of water a day was just keeping me full in between meals. So there was never a point where I felt like, I was hungry and I was depriving myself of food. Um, but I just like, I noticed the changes and saw that there was something going on because when you're only taking in that many calories and you're working out twice a day, you should be seeing the scale go down. Yeah. Um, you, and when you need the fats and the carbs at yeah. that point. And so when it wasn't going down, then I knew I needed to make some changes and then I just altered it a little bit. Um, I'm ensuring that I have, at least 100 calorie snacks in between each meal. Um, and some days I'll be at like a thousand, 
1100 calories and I'll make myself eat something, um, a banana, um, I don't know, a protein shake, something just to get those calories back to, back to 1200. And now I'm fluctuating anywhere between 1200 and 1250. But I mean, so for me overall, um, in 21 days, I've lost 13.2 pounds. Even, even with the plateau of probably like four or five days of not losing any weight. And that's a lot of weight to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm at uh, right almost at 10 pounds yeah. so I'm at like 9.8 or something like that uh, of weight that I lost and uh, just to be clear with everybody like with our diet what we're aiming for is fat loss so it's not for uh, or weight loss yeah. it's not to like build muscle or anything like that so we're doing the workouts and stuff and we are getting stronger and, and and putting some muscle on but our our diet is more leaning towards weight loss so that's why we're we're counting calories and you're doing 1200 now um uh as long as i get calories no more than 1900 i should be good uh yeah. which i have been i've been steadily losing weight from day one so I started out at 219 point something and now I'm at 210 point uh, this morning, 210.4 or something like that. I'm not throwing my weight out there, but I've lost 13 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care if people know my weight. Uh, but yeah, I haven't been 210 since, uh, I want to say, since I ran my marathon. And when I ran, that was in the beginning of 2018. And when I ran my marathon, the lowest I got to was 201. So I'm hoping by the end of this challenge, I'm below 200. Uh, My goal weight is 185. Uh, I don't know if I'll get there uh, within that time. but That's a lot of, that's, I just can't imagine that you would still look healthy at that weight. That's the healthiest weight I can have. I'm I'm only 5'8". Yeah, so. but I mean, like, you're just athletically, you're athletically built and muscular. So to be at 185, you're going to look anorexic. No I way. think. When I was in shape, that was my weight, 185. I don't know. Yeah. When we started dating, uh, I was right around 185, 190. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, so it's not, it's just you're used to seeing me fat, so. <laughs> no, you're not fat. I just, it's such a significant difference. That's it like is. me, like, all right, I'll throw my weight out there. I don't care. Y'all can judge me. Um, Let me look at the app. So on day one, when we started, um, my weight was 179.6. Um, And this morning when I weighed, I was 166.4. Um, so, yeah. Uh, some weight drop there. Um, but, I mean, like, my ideal weight is, like, 135 to 140. But I just can't see myself, like, being healthy and toned and uh, at that weight. Like, 30 more pounds, that's a lot of weight. It is like a lot of weight. Gone. Well, you know what? So the last time you saw me, aside from, so when we were dating and I was that weight, I was a healthy, it was healthy. It was a healthy weight. Uh, 
but the last time I got down there, I got to what one seventy three or something like that. Oh, and that's because I was starving myself, not on yeah. purpose, but because of the job that I was doing. I was a, a, a drill instructor at for uh, basic military training, and that training was fucking intense. And we really ran off of just nothing. You know, we we mm-hmm. we rarely ate. I rarely got the chance to eat, so I dropped forty pounds in I think it was eight weeks. And that's why I was just sickly skinny and I don't know how the hell I was functioning. I was sleep deprived, but it happened. So I think that's the image that you're seeing whenever you think of the weight that I want to get to. And that was extremely, extremely dangerous. Um, But after I got out of that training, I started putting the weight back on and I got, and I got back to my normal self. Um, But yeah, so, and then, with the weight that I've lost, the the 10 pounds that I've already lost, um, it's hard to, it's not hard to see the progress picks, but it's not, you'd think it'd be more, right? But mm-hmm. right away, like uh, when I see the progress picks, I see, the first place that I noticed it was in my neck and my face. I could tell that it was shrinking and like getting skinnier. And then I started realizing, well, shit, like all the weight that I'm losing, it's coming from these uh, pockets of fat. I, I don't know how to, better phrase that but like my neck and my face being one of them underneath my arms so like your armpit area yeah where your pecs are yeah that it started the fat was getting uh pulled from there and uh you know the my stomach like the very top of the of the abs it's going from there but you know the the donut the, the the thing everybody wants to get away that's still that's like the last place that it's pulling from. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think there's like a phrase out there somewhere, and I don't know what it is, but it's like you'll be the last person to see the progress. Like other people, after seven days, like your closest friends and family will start noticing after 14 days. Just people you know in passing will start noticing, and it normally takes you right at like a month to start seeing the changes that you want. Yeah. And I think it's just a mindset of I want it now. Yeah. Um. Because I feel the same way. Like I can put my day one and my day 21 pictures beside each other and I can tell differences. Like my arms aren't so flabby. My neck isn't like double chin. <laughs> um, but I don't see significant changes. Yeah. Um, but when I look at your pictures and you look at mine, you're like, I can see huge changes in this and this and this. And yeah. Like I can definitely um, tell the huge changes when I look at you. And then also like for myself, I can tell there's huge changes going on uh, for one, just because of the way I feel uh, for two, when I start putting all my clothes, you yes. know, that's like the universal feeling that everybody gets when they start losing weight. Oh, my, my clothes are a lot looser. They fit better, you know, clothes that I didn't want to wear in the past because they were so tight and they just make you feel obese. I, I've been wearing them lately. Yeah. So like I have jeans that I won't ever wear because they feel really bad or I feel really bad when I put them on or shirts that I really like, but I won't wear because I feel really self-conscious in them that I'm they're They're coming back. So I'm bringing yeah. them back and I'm wearing them. And you know, it's not, it's weird, but it's not so stressful when you go into the closet yeah. and you're looking for clothes, you can pull anything out of there and be comfortable wearing it as what before. And, and again, this is only 10 pounds that, that, that I've lost. So, before when you go in there it's like fuck man i, I don't want to wear that because i'll just look fat and i just feel like shit 
I'm getting away from that feeling. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a, it's a mindset, mindset, uh, shift as well. Yeah. I definitely, um, see a difference in my clothes. They're just clothes that, like you said, that I haven't worn in a long time or, um, I don't know. Just I'll look at it and be like, oh, maybe one day, you know, the maybe one day clothes. Um, but, um, even clothes that fit me, um, that I've recently tried on again, it's just like, these clothes are big now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. It's a good, it's a good feeling. That's why it, it, it keeps you motivated on continuing the challenge. Um, one of the, um, the challenge, uh, it is difficult, but when you see the progress and you feel the progress, it, it makes you want to keep on doing it and doing it even harder. Um, you do need to watch yourself though. Uh, like I feel better overall. So the way we're doing it, we're waking up at four in the morning and we're working out. We'll go to work. Uh, we come back. Later, uh, we usually get home around six and then we do another workout in that night. We'll eat dinner and then we'll do another workout. And our second workout, that's our outdoor workout. That's usually been consistent of, um, walking out front, Mm -hmm. right? So, or around the neighborhood at, at a fast pace, I throw on some weight, um, uh, to to ruck. So we've done the sled pushes, Yep. We've done like walk, run, walks. Um, like you've been rucking some. We went hiking out in the in the fields a couple times. Yeah, that was badass. So really it's just getting outside. We've walked in the cold, in the rain, in the rain cloud that was just over top of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so but we're yeah. getting out in the elements, and it's been awesome. Uh, and with, usually with those workouts, we're burning uh, at a minimum 250 calories. Yeah at a minimum uh but yeah even with all that i still feel good i don't feel like we'll wake up and we're tired and stuff but i don't feel sleep deprived yeah i don't feel like just complete shit Uh, like there's times where i wake up and i'm like man i just want to go back to bed like I, Mm -hmm. i want some sleep but it doesn't feel like it did before i don't know if that makes any sense but before. We're making sleep a priority now, though. Yeah. So we're going to bed between like nine, and at the latest, I think we've stayed up is like ten thirty. Yeah. Where before we'd be up till midnight sometimes, and then still trying to function as real people, waking up at four o'clock, going off four hours of sleep, like day in and day out, and eventually that's going to catch up to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah. All right. So. Did you want to say anything else on the calories before we move on, or on the stick uh, to a diet? No, just, uh, well, yeah, so sticking to a diet and, and you know, we're, we're going the calorie route. Um, the thing that has made it so much more easier was the clean eats. So the clean eats that yes. you that you found, um, I think if it wasn't for clean eats, this would be a whole lot harder than, yes. than what it already is because, you know, those meals already come prepared, so all you have to do is just stick them in the microwave. And it's good food. Like it tastes really good as well, which is a plus for for you. It's a big plus for me. I'd like power through it, but Mm-mm. these are actually tasty meals. Um, so shout out to clean eats for, for, and if you're thinking of doing this, 
clean it is the route to go. Yeah, so it's um I'm trying to find who told me about it. Um I can't remember. It was someone um one of my friends posted a picture of the box and it was like um like the mills have arrived or something and I was curious and so I'm like, "Hey, you know, what is this cleanings that you speak of? And she was telling me, I think it was Kelsey. It might have been someone else. Um, what's the other? I don't know. Um, but we got online and we ordered it. And there's a bunch of different options on cleanings. So it's just C-L-E-A-N-E-A-T-Z.com. Um and you can get like a variety box and all of their food, even if it's um, got carbs and fats and all this stuff, it's still lower calories than like if you were to go out to eat. And the portions, in my opinion, are pretty big sizes. Um, uh, so on that, they're not huge portions, but they're portions that you need, if that makes yeah. any sense. Uh, and I can't remember who I was telling this, but you know, we're so used to overeating when you start eating these portions. It's like, oh man, this is not enough. But as your body gets used to it and, and uh, you start eating a little bit cleaner, it becomes enough. Sometimes it's like, oh, I don't even know. I don't know if I can finish this. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, as you start eating cleaner, your body changes. That was another thing. Uh, When we switched up the diet and we started eating clean, uh, everything just tasted better. Yeah. Like I some of my snacks they're it's sliced up cucumber, those small little tomatoes and uh and carrots. And it got to the point where I was really craving those things and I was looking forward to eating the tomatoes because every time I'd eat one of those little tomatoes like just so flavorful. And in the past they never felt like that. <laughs> they they're just like ah, this is dull, there's nothing to it. But after eating clean uh, for a couple of weeks, it's just like, man, these things are so flavorful. They're so good. So that's – it's like your palate is changing. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I just – the thing that I like to caution against, and granted, like, I'm not a nutritionist. Is that the right word? Dietitian? It, it, it's a word. But I'm yeah. not, like, soup. I don't have degrees in this. I'm not smart on any of it. But I think one of the biggest, like, trends going on right now is the keto diet. And I'm all for people doing the keto diet. Uh, I think it's smart if you like refuse to give up things like cheese or or milk, like those kind of things. Um, But there's a process to the keto diet. And people just wake up and they're like, I'm going to start a diet. I'm going to do keto diet. If you're choosing to go that route, make sure that you're doing your research. That's with any diet. So if you're going to do paleo, if you're going to do keto, if you're going to count macros, whatever the case may be, but... The keto diet specifically, because so many people are jumping on this bandwagon, you have to send your body into ketosis before that diet will do anything for you. And that there's a lot of stuff that goes into that where you're like measuring different things in your body to make sure that your body has gone into ketosis. And then you start the diet and it helps you like change your lifestyle or or build a different way that the food you're eating. But just waking up and eating a block of sharp cheddar cheese every day, like if your body's not in ketosis, you're not going to be doing anything except eating an obsessive amount of fat. Yeah. So 
just want to throw that out there because I find it really annoying and everybody's talking about it at work and it gets on my nerves. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know anything about the keto diet and I'm not buying into it just because I don't know anything about it. It just sounds like another fad, but whatever. Yeah. But to each their own, right? So, but if you choose to go any of those routes, Clean Eats does have a variety box, a macros box, a keto box, um, they have a, a lot zone, of options. A zone box if you're doing the zone diet where you like count squares. Um, but the one that we get, if you're curious, we originally went with, it's called the basics box. And it's just a meat, a carbohydrate, and a vegetable. So like beef, like um, steak, green beans, and red potatoes. Or chicken, rice, and broccoli. Uh, chicken, sweet potatoes, and green beans that kind of combination there was some of them I just wasn't a fan of um and I won't tell you which ones I didn't like because I feel like you should go out there and try them all on your own make your own decisions but we the second time we ordered we went to a customizer box and we picked the meals that we wanted and so we got 10 of one meal 10 of one meal 10 of one meal and it sends 30 30 meals in the in the mail so yeah, you you want to make the diet portion easier. Get those those prepared meals, and yes, uh, for sure, it'll make life a whole lot easier, especially if they're tasty like the ones from Clean Eats. Clean Eats is not a sponsor or anything like that. They're just badass. Yeah, and uh, Clean Eats, if you hear this, hook us up. We'll <laughs> we'll plug you all the time. All right. So the second email I got was roughly like four days later. And it says, the second critical task of 75 hard, you must drink a gallon of water a day, every day for 75 days straight. While it may not seem like a lot of water, I speak from experience when I say that drinking a gallon of water every day is the significant challenge. Actually, it's one of the most difficult tasks in the program and one that has caused thousands of people to fail. So why do you need to drink a gallon of water per day? Is this a pointless task just to be difficult? Um, it says, no, there's a reason to it. Staying hydrated helps provide a ton of physical and mental benefits. Um, so just some tips. Start early. Um, try not to drink after 6 p.m. or you're going to be up peeing all night. <laughs> That's um, my mistake. Create a schedule. A lot of people get those water bottles that have like the drink this by 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, whatever. Um, set reminders. So if you're somebody who never drinks water, like you live your life off Mountain Dew and Twinkies, right? And you're having to change to drink a gallon of water a day. Um, you're going to have to do something to ramp it up or you're never going to, this task is what's going to make you fail. Um, and then the last, it says use containers with measurements. Um, you don't have to use any of these methods, but without them, completing task two will be even more difficult for you. Um, and then it just goes on to talk about like uh, some little plugs on vitamins and stuff. So personally, I have found this the easiest of all the tasks. It's it's difficult. Like we're sitting here right now and I really need to go take a piss and I'll probably only be able to hold it for another few minutes. Um, but that's because I just finished my like gallon just right before we fi- we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you do have to pee all the fucking time because – so for me, I don't take sips throughout the day. I drink in like chugs. Yes. Um, and for us, we already drank a lot of water. So we would usually drink uh, two or three of the Nalgene bottles, yeah. which it is a lot of water. Um, and that's usually what's recommended. 
But uh, yeah, the way I drink and chugs, going back to my, my thought, is it makes me have to pee a lot in like an hour time span or yeah. if that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, so for me, like I wake up in the morning and I'll take my vitamins with like... <laughs> I don't really know how to say it, but like leftover water from yesterday. So I'll have a cup of water that I sit beside the bed before I go to bed. Um, and then when I wake up in the morning, I'll weigh, take my photo, all that. And then I will um, go drink that water with my vitamins. And I do not count that into my water intake. Um, so what we did, and I feel like we're just plugging a lot of businesses. So like y'all jump on board if you want. But um, we bought hydro jugs, which are like, the fancy ones that are in all the ads on Facebook. It's like a, a half gallon jug and it has like the sleeve that you go over it. But essentially we just have to drink two of them a day. So, and we don't even have to drink two whole ones a day um, because a gallon is 128 ounces and the jugs are 73 ounces. So we're drinking roughly 146. So more than a gallon. We're just drinking two of them. Um, but for me at the four o'clock workout, I will drink a significant amount of that water in the morning, um, through that workout. And then we'll have a protein shake, which also has water in it. We don't count that into our water intake. Um, and then typically by lunch. So I go to lunch at between 10 30 and 11, typically by lunch, I'll be done with my first jug. Um, and then I'll go to lunch, I'll fill up my jug, I'll drink it with lunch, and I'll continue to drink it. And by the time I get off work at between 3.30 and 4.30, um, I'll be done with the second one and I'll fill up a third one. I normally drink about three of them a day. So roughly I'll drink <laughs> a, a gallon and a half of water a day, which I was really scared about when we started this challenge. Yeah. Because, you know, we talked about the overhydration and all that, but... When you're working out two times a day and you're constantly on the go and you're cutting out those other filler drinks like soda and tea and all this stuff, um, I have found that the more water I drink, the thirstier I feel. Like I just want to continue drinking more and more water. Um, and it's also helped me a lot with just cravings and not being hungry. Yeah. Oh, that was one thing I, I didn't mention was the cravings. They're not as bad as I thought they were going to be. And I think a lot of it has to do with, with drinking water and then and then the meals, uh, like the stuff we've been eating being really good. Uh, but the water, it's it's difficult for me. The first gallon, I have no issue drinking it. Uh, the second gallon is usually... And he's or, talking or, about the jugs, not Yeah, yeah, gallons. yeah. The second <laughs> half gallon. The, the second jug is usually the one that's an issue because it comes down to the wire at night. And that's usually around the weekends um, because it seems like uh, it throws off my routine of going to work and drinking all that water and stuff. And on the weekends, we're not waking up at four in the morning to work out. We wake up seven or eight and then do our workout. So we get a later start. But during the week when we go to work, um, it's a lot easier to drink that water. But at work, depending on what's going on, it's hard to get that water in. So like for our for my job, I have to sit in on briefings and it's basically for anybody else, it's like a long meeting. And this these things could take anywhere up to two to three or four hours. And you really, you can get up and leave in the middle of it. But um, like in my position, I'm the one taking the briefing. So it's kind of like bad form. Uh, yeah, like bad form. To be like, hey, time out. I need to go to the restroom. Yeah. Right? 
so trying to drink that much water without no with knowing that like hey i'm gonna have to get up and go piss maybe four times during this brief is it's not gonna look good so i don't drink that water so then mm-hmm. i fall behind and then that's what that stacks up throughout the day and then so that gets me to at the end of the day i'm drinking half of that jug two hours before bedtime or like now i just drank it right before we started the podcast and now i have to fucking go piss but i'm trying to finish this podcast so uh so it's just it's it's uh yeah it's difficult to get that gallon in yeah so for me i typically won't drink if i'm in the classroom so if i'm lecturing there's a lot of people who are take water bottles in there with them and stuff um i just i don't like the look of it when you're like stopping lecturing or whatever to get a drink of water i just think it's because everybody's staring at you while you're doing it i think i guess i'm self-conscious about it i don't know but um i send my class on a break at least every 50 minutes like five zero minutes um and so when i go to the office when they're on their break for 10 five 10 minutes I will drink like a significant amount of water because I'm so thirsty. And then I'll like run to the restroom and go back in there and lecture for the next hour. And then I have to use the restroom typically. So I'll like run, use the restroom, and then I'll just chug down a bunch more water and go back in there. Yeah. Um, but it's just, uh, I can see where it could be hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And like to put it into perspective of what a gallon of water is, it is, um, Let's see. So that'd be one. It's roughly like. Let me do math so I don't embarrass myself. Well, that so can't be right. While you're calculating that, I will go and say that most people are very underhydrated, dehydrated. Oh, for sure. Uh, and and a lot of people they're not used to drinking, um, water. You know, yeah. some people struggle to just finish uh, a, a water bottle. So a regular water bottle, like a a Nestle water bottle or... Oh, those 12 ounces? Um, 16. So there's 16 ounces and you'd have to drink eight of them to get a gallon. When you're talking about the bigger ones, like the, not the little tiny ones, but like the big size Fiji waters, the big size Aquafina waters, you'd have to drink four of those. And then... Like, however you want to calculate it, right? Like, however that falls into into form. Um, but for sure, it's it's just been, for me, I know you're struggling with it a lot. Um, and, you know, it says it's one of the, the challenges that most people just can't make it through. Um, I have found out of all of the tasks, including taking a picture daily, that the water intake is the easiest for me. Yeah, I I wouldn't say it's it's difficult and I'm having a hard time with it. I'm just I'm drinking it late, but it's never come to a point where it's like, man, I don't know if I can do this. This might make me fail. It's yeah. just I know it's like fuck. I'm just gonna be pissing a lot. This you know is what gonna I suck. find difficult is drinking water at home. Yeah, like if I'm at work and I'm just drinking it throughout the day, the water disappears quickly. But if I'm sitting at home and I'm watching TV and I'm like picking up the house, doing homework, then I'll be like, oh shit, I haven't drank any of that water in like the past two hours. <laughs> yeah. It, um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it like throws off 
the the routine um and that and at work you're up walking around constantly answering questions lecturing so you're always and then you're talking a lot so your throat gets dry so that just naturally triggers like hey i need water um where at home it's like you're not you're not talking that much not to say that that we don't talk or anything but you're not not, like like, lecturing for an hour you're not actively talking like that um so so yeah it 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 throws it off but bottom line like you're gonna have to get through it that's that's it when it comes to the water you just have to do it yes whether you drink all of it in the morning all of it in the afternoon or all of it at night you're just gonna have to push through it until you figure out your rhythm on how to drink get all that water in what's the next one do you want to go to the restroom (laughs) i do want to go to the restroom yeah you know what i'm gonna go uh we're about to take a break uh here's a word from our sponsors just kidding and we're back (laughs) (laughs) it'll seem instantaneous to everybody listening uh but to us we just took a quick break because i really did have to go pee that's that water shit that i'm talking about uh okay so where were we the third critical task moving on from the first one and the second one so third critical task is to complete 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 two separate separate and bold and underlined 45 minute workouts and one of them must be outside yeah um so it doesn't say both of them can't be outside it just says one must be outside yeah so no 75 hard is not a fitness challenge however physical and mental growth are very closely tied together Actually, I've heard many people who have completed 75 Hard talk about how incorporating more exercise into their daily routine has helped them in other areas of their life. Think about it this way. In order to get two workouts in every day, you need to plan for it, stay consistent, hold yourself accountable, and of course, put in the work each and every day. That's multiple skills outside of working out. Um, And then he goes on to like plug a few apps that give workouts and things like that. Um, But essentially, just going into that, Number three critical task, which is um, the two separate 45-minute workouts. Yeah. For for us, um, so we wake up at four in the morning because that's really the only time we can get one before work. Uh, and we have a garage gym, which is money. And we've put a lot of money into it. Um, so that, that takes care of our first workout. Um, in the afternoons and the evenings is when we get our second one. And again, that one's usually a, a ruck uh, that we do outside uh, or like a walk-run mix type of deal. Yeah. Uh, and it's difficult because sometimes we'll get out late. Uh, we'll get out later and and we still have to do everything after work. Yes. Um, and you have to spend 45 minutes outside. Like we'll we'll get outside sometimes. It's just like, fuck, like 45 minutes of just being out here. And there's been on two occasions where the weather has been really shitty, and it's it's made it miserable uh, doing the workout outside. But that's that's part of the challenge, right? Like getting outside in the elements and experiencing those things, getting uncomfortable and still pushing through it and getting knocked down. And you do feel better afterwards and, and it's it's a win. Um, but going through it does suck. Yeah, because there are days where it's been like freaking cold. Yeah. Where I'm talking about like I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt, a hoodie and a jacket, like hoodies up. <laughs> 
it starts drizzling rain, um, like high 30s, low 40s type weather, and we're still out there doing it. Um, I was trying to find the frequently asked questions on the Andy Frasilla website, and I'm not finding the app. Um, the frequently asked questions are yeah. So there were oh yeah, see them. So there were some questions about um, I guess the the workouts, and that's the ones I wanted to focus on. Um, so it says, you know, does exercising in my garage or covered patio count as an outdoor workout? And the answer is no. Negative. Um, so you can't have a garage gym and open up the garage door and it be cold inside the garage and that count as your outside workout. Like you have to be outside. And he talks about like going out into the elements. Um, and then it talks about, can I do just a single 90 minute workout instead of two 45 minute workouts? No, your workouts need to have a break in between. And then um, let's see, does a 45 minute outdoor walk count as my outdoor workout? Yes. Just make sure that you're walking with intention, not just out for a leisurely stroll. So like for us, that's kind of what we've been doing. Um, for those of you who are in the military, who kind of know my background, um, probably like what, eight years ago, nine years ago, I like tore my meniscus pretty bad. And since then I've struggled to run for long distances. So for um, my PT test in the military, I do the walk test, which a lot of people make fun of. And the majority of those people making fun of it have never tried to do that test because it's pretty difficult. Um, so when we're out walking, we're normally walking at a, a pretty quick pace. Which I know when we first started doing the walks, you were like, I'm just trying to keep up with you. Yeah, it sucks. So I'll go out and say this. I've done the walk test once in my career uh, for medical reasons. And that shit sucks. I would rather run three miles than than do a mile and a half walking. Because uh, you don't realize how much stress you're putting on your body when you're trying to walk that fast. Uh, it's just crazy because you're not used to like I'm, I'm a slow casual walker to begin with and trying to meet those times that the air force has asked for walking uh just it hurt um the flaw in that is in people's mind you're just walking yeah so like they don't go out there and they don't train for it and they don't practice and they're like how hard can it be you're just walking and i mean like you're talking about those old ladies holding like two pound weights yeah. hauling ass around the mall like double speed that and that's the speed you have to walk at so you have to walk two kilometers um or which equates to like 1.25 miles um and for females it's in 17 minutes and that's that's fast yeah it's fast when um yeah and there's rules to it like you have to have one foot on the ground at every at all times but you know in my case you can only walk so fast before you're running yeah. Which is, it's hard for me and I'm shorter. So my legs, I don't have long legs. Uh, so people that are taller and have longer legs kind of have an advantage with this. But anyway, walking it like that is fucking hard. And when we started uh, 75 hard and the workout that we did the first time we went out there and we did a walk at, at your pace and I already had my vest on, uh, that which was not a smart idea, my shins were fucking hurting bad because that shin muscle is like 
what gets worked out the most in my case that and, and my hips and my shins were just killing me after that first walk like 45 minutes of just walking at, at a fast pace like that killed me but you know the first time we went out um i just naturally walk fast yeah um like i hate when people are slow for no reason like put some purpose in your life i don't know but um so naturally i just walk fast the first time we went out i didn't think we were walking that fast until you said something about it and then i was aware of it um but after that the more i read about 75 hard the smarter i got on the outside workouts um, I purposely started walking a little bit faster, yeah. but we've been doing it for 21 days now. So it's not like as much of a hassle as we're, we're making those like subtle adjustments. Yeah. And then every once in a while we'll be like, Hey, you know what today? Let's like the other day you did a thousand jumping jacks, which sounded miserable. Yeah, my my friend Rizzo, he messaged me. And he was like, "Hey, uh, I just heard David Goggins did forty five or yeah, jumping jacks for forty five minutes straight, uh, in substitution of some relay." Oh, I yeah. was like, "Man, fuck that!" Uh, the first day, I think I tried. I got to like a hundred or something uh, jumping jacks, and I, I was just dying. I was like, "Oh my gosh, how could you do this for forty five minutes straight?" Yeah. But then the other day. Like, for whatever reason, we couldn't go on the walk. And so we were just here at the house. And I was like, well, I guess I got to do the 1,000 jumping jacks outside mm -hmm. or the jumping jacks for 45 minutes. And uh, I got up to, like, 900 or something. And I just – and it, I went past the 45 minutes and just got up to 1,000. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's a lot. My calves were on fucking fire. Yeah. One of my favorite ones was the sled. Uh, we just did the sled back and forth. Um, resting while the other one pushed and the kids got on the sled and we were pushing them up and down the road and um, I just enjoyed it. Like, I was burnt on that one. Like Yeah, we were smoked after that yeah, one because it but, was just 45 minutes of sled pushing. Yeah. And, you know, some of it was without weight. Other times, like you said, we got the kids on there, which for parents is great. Like, if you could get your kids involved in, in these outside workouts, it's even better. Um it's badass. So we've gotten the kids a few times to go outside with us and do the workout. But, uh, yeah, and most of the time uh, when we're doing our walks, uh, they're not joining us. Yeah. Because it's more of trying to wrangle them in than getting a workout. Yeah, and it's just it's not the same. But, yeah, so there's just a lot of people try to find these workarounds. Like, the other night I was really considering it just started raining to the point of, like, you had to be eyes down. You couldn't, like, look straight. Uh, my face was numb. My toes were numb. My hands were, like, in my pockets, but they were just so cold. Um, and I was like, man, can we just go in the backyard under the overhang and do jump ropes for the rest of this 45 minutes? And you were like, nope. And I was <laughs> like, okay. So we kept walking. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, – I would say this is the hardest one for me. The hardest task. Um, I mean, it comes close in close running to the picture. I really dislike the picture. Um, but it's an easy one to complete. Yeah. It's just, um, I just don't like it. But um, the working out twice a day, it's just my body's tired. Like I want the rest day. I want to just have a day to let my muscles recover and yeah. you know like 
like go there, but um, I think today we did a good balance of where we had like a lighter inside workout with like some active recovery type workouts. Um, and like, let me make this very clear that this has not been easy. You know, we've wrestled with some <laughs> minor injuries. Yeah. Um, we have had issues with just like not wanting to get out of bed or waiting until like six o'clock at night to start the first workout, which left us really late doing the second workout. Yep. Um, but not once have we not completed two separate 45 minute workouts. Yeah. We we've, uh, we've hit the marks every time. I mean, we haven't missed anything really. So I mean, we're at 21 days and, uh, yeah, I tweaked my back the other day, uh, and it was after working out, uh, and just the way I was, uh, hunched over cleaning the cat box. I'm old. Yeah. And I've already had back problems, but I think, um, I was doing heavy squats that day that compounded with uh not really resting kind of hurt me I, I just wasn't being smart about it so i ended up tweaking my back a little bit but getting back into it so yeah today was more of an active recovery just be smart with your workouts like you can't go balls to the wall every day yes. uh, you might be able to do it during the week and then have some rest days but when you don't have any rest days and it's going to be like that for 75 days straight you have to be smarter with your workouts and the way you're doing them uh, because you're just going to break yourself if you don't. And even Andy Frasilla says that, like, hey, you have to be smart about it. And if, you, if you're if you hurt, like, make sure you get clearance from a doctor as well. Mm -hmm. Like, if you've got some issues or, some, or something's questionable. But, yeah, because not having those rest days, you got to um, attack this like a marathon, not a freaking sprint. Yeah. I think one people or one thing that people just don't really like look at as a whole is just listening to their body. Yeah. You know, they're like, I have to do this challenge. I have to do these tasks. And, and an example is just, you know, I knew that I was taking out so many calories out of my diet, but, and I knew I wasn't feeling hungry. I was drinking the water. I was working out, but I just wasn't seeing weight drop um, like it should have been. And so I just had to like, okay, what am I doing wrong here? Like figure it out with my own body. But if you're just, if you just get frustrated and you're in a plateau and you're not like trying to figure out what your body's telling you, then you're, you're going to get into those moments where it's like, no, you don't need to go run for 45 minutes outside every day, you know, switch it up, do some jump ropes, do some jumping jacks. Um, while whatever the case may be, just get outside and, and do something to get your heart rate going. Yeah. But all right, so that'll take us into critical task number four. Um, and it says, you must read 10 pages of a nonfiction or personal development book every day. No, not a novel, not poems, not audiobooks. You must actually read 10 full pages every day for 75 days. And then it has like in quotes, like something that somebody said. And it's like, but Andy, I read slow and don't have time to read. And he just says, that's just an excuse you're telling yourself to justify being lazy. Um, Make time, motherfucker. Reading 10 pages a day is not difficult. In fact, most people will tell you it's actually one of the easier critical tasks. But that doesn't mean it's not just important. Critical task number four is designed to help you truly better your life personally and professionally. Um, and then a lot of that comes down to which books you're reading. So... I don't think this is a hard one because I can read 10 pages in probably like 
Yeah, you read fast. Like, I, I'm like Andy. Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Andy Frisella. I I read very slow, uh, and my comprehension is not the best. So there are multiple times where I have to read a page or paragraphs over and over again to really understand what the hell I just read. Or yeah. sometimes when I'm reading, I zone out. I <laughs> forget what I read, what I read. Um, but it's not, it, he's right. It's not a difficult task. Uh, well, at least for us, because we're avid readers yeah. for some people that read maybe a book in a year, it, I can see where it's going to get difficult. Yeah. I don't think the task is difficult. I can read relatively quick. Um, I can finish 10 pages in about 10 minutes or faster. Um, my issue in that lies I don't like the kind of books I have to read. And, and I do. Like, I'm all about personal development books, and, and I love nonfiction. It, yeah. so some for of them you, can get it's, dry It's and your boring. style, right? Yeah. Like, like, you'll sit down and you'll read, and then you'll pick up that same book later, and you'll read just for fun. Like, the books I'm reading, I'm not reading more than 10 pages a day. <laughs> like, I mean, so I'm reading the David Goggins book called... Can't Hurt Me. Can't Hurt Me. Um... And it's a good book. Like it's, I'm not saying it's not a good book. Um, there's a lot of good skills you can learn in there. Um, leadership qualities. However, I just, it's not a book that I would pick out for myself. You know, like if I was at the store and I was browsing books, I wouldn't be like, oh, look at this book. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there are parts in that book where maybe he's talking about like something that happened in Buds or something that happened when he was in ranger school or whatever. Um, and I'll get caught up in the story and I won't realize that I've read more than 10 pages because I'll just like be going through them really fast. But I'm also, uh, I would say, conscious, <laughs> conscious of cheating. And so um, if I get to a page that's like a picture that takes up like three quarters of the page and there's like two sentences at the bottom. I won't count that as one of my 10 pages because I feel guilty, even though it technically is within that 10 yeah. page span. Um, I didn't read that page. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he goes into detail on that. He's like, you know, use common sense about it. Yeah. Obviously if it's a, uh, if it's just like the title page, you're not going to count that as a page. Or like mm. you say, if it's a page that has two words in it, that's not that doesn't count towards one of your pages you know be realistic but i mean um i've been reading the same book since we started (laughs) for 21 days and for me that's unheard of um i typically won't i will finish a book within a week if i start it and i enjoy it um i'm dragging this one out just because i know like there's at least interesting parts in this book and i know when i'm done with it i'm gonna have to go find another book that may not have those same interesting parts um and another thing with that is it can't be a book that you've read before um so you can't like reread a book and it counts as your 10 pages because you're not learning anything from it you're not like gaining new information yeah um and so i was like oh i'll just read like 13 hours or the lone survivor or something but i already read all those so (laughs) now i just gotta find another book that will somewhat interest me yeah i i like it like i've already gone through two books uh because of it uh and i i recommend it to anybody like i wish people would read more uh nonfiction and more memoirs or bios and and or personal development books uh because so now it's become more common that people are reading personal development books, 
but a few years ago uh or even like way beyond that but there was a stigma behind reading personal development books like oh you're a weirdo what's wrong with you like oh you need help like oh are you that weak that you need to go read this personal development book it it happened in the office i i took in my books and uh for that decorating contest or whatever and one of the books was how to win friends and influence people and uh people were talking shit yeah. So again, it's that stigma, like, oh, why? That's weird. Why do you have that book, or why would you read something like that? And it's personal development. It's but probably one of the most recommended books out of all professional development. It though. is. It's one of the highest selling books in history, most yeah. sold books in history. Um, on Andy Versilla. So on that same email that he talks about reading, um, he says, you know. Here's the truth. If the book you choose is not going to help you move forward or progress in your career or personal life, why would you waste your time reading it? I don't agree with that because I read a lot of fiction books. Um, I don't think that it's wasting my time. I enjoy it. You know, like if I'm working out in the morning at four o'clock in the morning, I'll listen to an audio book and it's not nonfiction. It's a book that I enjoy, something that like piques my interest. Um, But he does have a list of his favorite books. It's like a reading list that you can read. Um, and on that list is a bunch of the books you've read, like The Cheese Book. Yeah, Who Moved My Cheese? Um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, The 4-Hour Work Week. Um, yeah, all, all the, the major The People ones. You Meet in Heaven. Yeah. Like, all those are on his list. And so, I mean, we have all those books here in the house because you've literally read them all. But it's just like um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is another, like, really highly recommended one um i just oh, i'm gonna struggle i'm yeah. gonna struggle after i get done with this book finding yeah. another one that'll and, gain and some are dry like the seven habits of highly effective people it's it's not an easy book to get through there's a lot of great information on there and it's like a wealth of knowledge but it's not it's not written to entertain somebody or yeah. like uh one of my favorite books is the richest man in babylon yeah. And it's a financial book or, or personal, uh, personal finance book. And it teaches you a lot, but it tells it through a story, which is fucking awesome. Uh, so it keeps you in, not entertained, but it kept, keeps you wrapped in the book, right? It hooks you in with that story, but it's teaching you these lessons. Yeah. Um, and, and to add on to your point, like I agree, fiction is good. There are some fiction books that it's they're just nonsense or whatever. But if you enjoy a fiction book, there's some takeaways uh from a lot of those books yeah like um um what's it called ready player one yeah like i love that fucking book it's a fiction book but you know there's some takeaways from that from ender's game ender's game is actually i don't know how true this is but ender's game uh so marine corps officers are issued that as part of their reading list I believe it. Because of like military tactics or something like that. Yeah. So that's a fiction book, but I mean, if it's given out to, to military personnel, then th- th- there's some use in it, right? Yeah. So yeah. So I'll scroll through and I'll give you like, I just went to his reading list. I'll give you like the top five or the first five. They're not like in any particular order, he says, but the first one is the Lombardi rules. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Lombardi rules. Um, Awaken the Giant Within... Tony Robbins. The Magic of Thinking Big. I've never read read that that one. Um, Law of Attraction. And Why Now is the Time to Crush It, Cash In on Your Passion. 
And then, I mean, he goes into other ones like the four-hour work week, um, relentless from good to great to unstoppable. Like um, Tim Grover. I don't know who that is. Um, but there's just a lot of books in here that, like, if you don't know where to start because you've never read um, nonfiction books, it's just a good a good starting place. Yeah. yeah. All right, so going on from that, the last and the final critical task is you need to take a progress picture every day, every day during 75 hard. No, that doesn't mean you have to post them to social media. You just need to make sure that you take a picture before you go to bed each night. That doesn't mean you have to take it at bedtime. It just means before you get into bed, you have to have had taken a progress picture that day. Yeah. Um, then he goes on to say, you know, the truth is it is very simple, but not easy. Actually, this critical task is the most failed part of 75 hard. Um, and this he said it takes, me. it takes minimal effort, barely any time and nothing more than the camera on your phone. But this simple task has caused more people to restart at day one than any other task. Simple. Or it says why. Simple. People overlook the meaningless and unnecessary small details because they won't affect anything. Um, I don't find this task hard. I do find it annoying. I don't like it. Um I think it's just like a self-conscious thing. Like I don't want to stand in front of a mirror and I, I think that's and see myself. Um, well, I just don't want to stand in front of a mirror and take a picture, like capture that moment. You know what I mean? But when we're ripped up with fucking six packs, you're going to want to take a picture all the time. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I think there's that self-conscious uh, element to it that, that kind of makes you like, I don't want to take this picture or it's weird. Um, yeah. I'm feeling better about it because – like you could see the progress, but yeah, at the beginning it's just like fuck. Um, but yeah, this task is not difficult because I we kind of put it in our routine. Right? That's what I was gonna say. You have to build it into your routine, so yeah. it's something you do. Like, like you, if it's something you know you're gonna do every day. Like I'm gonna shower every single morning at seven a.m. Okay, at six fifty-five, you need to take your progress picture. Yeah. So. Yeah, because get up. Um, and this, uh, yeah, so I take, we take our progress picture in the morning, mm -hmm. first thing in the morning, uh, in all honesty, that's probably when you're going to look the best yeah. because, uh, you just had six, seven, eight hours of sleep. Uh, you're dehydrated. So your muscles are sucked in more, um, or they show more, you know, how bodybuilders dehydrate themselves. Uh, and that's the lightest you're going to be throughout the day because your, your body's empty, right? You haven't ate, you haven't drank anything, um, you probably just, just pissed out everything that, that you had. Um, and then you take the progress picture that, or right after you work out when you're all swelled up and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, first thing in the morning is the easiest to do, you know, uh, take that progress picture. Cause again, that's probably when you're going to look your, your best just because you have nothing in your system. Yeah. So I will say like, I kind of, like had to make some changes on that because I was kind of taking like a different picture every day. Um, like some days I would wear high waisted leggings. Some days I would wear like regular leggings. Some days I would wear shorts. Um, and so every day my picture looked a little bit different, but I changed it to where I started just sports bra and like little tiny shorts um, or just 
or just underwear. Um, and that's how I will take my picture every day from here moving forward. I don't plan on showing these pictures to anyone, so I don't find it like... Oh, we're going to show them. I don't find this like super crazy. But um, yeah, so in the mornings I'll wake up, I put in my contacts, brush my teeth, use the restroom, weigh myself... There's a spot on the app where you can take notes to like write down your workouts or whatever the case may be. Um, all I put there is what my weight of the day is. Yep, that's what I and do. Then, um, and then I take my picture after that. So as like even if I forgot to take my picture when I'm going in the app to put my weight in, um, I see it right there, like take progress pics. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's easy to do if you b- build it into your routine first thing in the morning. Um, we are going to show those pictures on day 76 after we pig out uh, to the world to show off our six packs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I will say if you're when you take progress pictures, build them into your routine. Easiest part of the day is when you wake up in the morning. Uh, like empty your bladder. I, I brush my teeth and then sort of do my hair a little bit and then take the progress picture. Right? Real fucking simple. Um when you take the progress picture, like you, you were saying, you kind of switched it up every day. Do the same stance, the same uh, the same place. You know, use the same mirror, same lighting, same everything so you can really tell the difference between day one and day whatever or day five to day ten. So you can really make a good comparison of of the progress that you've made. Because uh, that's where I messed up to my first picture was different from day two. And then, but from day two on, I started taking this the same pose, uh, and it's so much easier to tell where all the progress has been made yeah. up to that point because it's the same picture, just different days. Mm. Yeah, so definitely build it into your routine and take the same picture, uh, wear the same things. So, out of all five, which one do you think is the hardest for you? Uh, out of all five, which one is the hardest? Probably the diet, because although the cravings are not bad, um, two things. So although the cravings are not bad, I still find myself craving like, man, I just want a pizza. But it's never to the point where, you know what, I'm thinking of just eating a fucking pizza today or yeah. or I'm just going to have Whataburger. Like uh, we, I took elena to whataburger this morning but i was like man i'm just i'm just gonna get a burger fuck it i'm just gonna get some fries and a coke it, it wasn't like that it wasn't even a thought uh, but there will be some times and it's usually when like i haven't had my my meal yet that i'm just like uh i would like to have some pizza yeah. or it'd be nice to have uh some cake or like the house is still loaded with a bunch of candy from easter and not once have i looked at it be like hmm yeah. maybe I, I could sneak a bite or i've haven't been tempted yet so but that's probably the hardest one uh diet. that and i just i've always been used to overeating so yeah. eating a lot more than like what's on my plate and i'll keep on picking and picking and picking and picking um so that makes it a little bit more difficult yeah my thing is um so with diet again uh, it's just when I want something, it's pretty specific in what I want. Like I want a bowl of cereal. Um, and I know I'm not going to eat a bowl of cereal, but I can think like I want it. Right. Yeah. And I'll even go so far as to like 
to convince myself that I don't need the cereal. I like go in the kitchen and I calculate out all the calories and I'm like, okay, uh, two third cups of this cereal and one cup of milk is 490 calories. Do I really still want it? No, I don't. <laughs> so then I can just like go on about my day, you know, yeah. um, eat something different. But I mean, I think we have found like healthier snacks, you know, like skinny girl popcorn. It's like a little single size popcorn. It's like 160 calories. Uh, we'll normally share one of those little bags and it's 80 calories or the tropical trail mix, um, granola, things like that. Um, and you'd be surprised how many calories are in things. Mm -hmm. Like when you're, um, I don't know, I think just this is my perspective again and everyone has their own, but I think when you're so steadfast, like I'm cutting out, eating out for 75 days, in my opinion, you're going to fail. Like it's, it's inevitable that when you completely cut something off, um, I mean, not like energy drinks or something, you know what I mean? But like, if you're like, I'm not going to eat out or I'm not going to have any sugar for the next 75 days or those things, I think inevitably you're setting yourself up for failure because you're going to get into those moments where you're like, I really, really, really want a coffee but you're not going to drink coffee black. You know what I mean? Um, and so we've, I, I would say pretty much like figured out most of the restaurants, like going there. And I mean, I count calories down to like the seasoning that they put on. I'm like yeah. in their nutrition menu, like mapping all this stuff out. And um, like, so when we order, I'm like, I want this with no seasoning, no butter, just throw it on the grill and bring it to me. Um, to, to bring the calories in and um and I think that's kind of what it takes is that that nitpicky consistency to be successful yeah and uh you know Andy Frisella mentions that as well uh in his book he's like it's not that he just completely changed uh his life to be to be uh what are those that just always stay in and they never come out uh hermit yeah hermit to be one of those kind of people or he like he didn't go out with friends or he didn't go out to eat uh he did go out he did all that stuff he still hung out with friends but instead of drinking uh alcohol at the bar with his buddies he ordered coffee instead so he still had the motion of drinking something with his friends it just it was healthier right and if it usually was at night he was drinking decaf so he wasn't up all night and then going out to eat you can go out out to eat all you want just get the healthy option right and some places are limited some places don't have have healthy options um i think most places do nowadays but if you go to like some of those mom and pops restaurants more than likely they're not yeah yeah you had to like make an effort like so for those of you who like somewhat know me my hands down favorite is mac and cheese from chick-fil-a like it's so delicious i can eat so much of it but um the girls went to chick-fil-a for dinner the other night and you know i'm of the mindset i'm not going to force them to do what we're doing so i still want to give them the same things that we've been doing for like however long so they asked for chick-fil-a for dinner and typically they won't asked to go out to eat if they know I'm cooking something um but anyways asked to go to Chick-fil-A and so when we get there I just got two grilled chicken filet patties or filets um 
no bread or anything, and then just got some lettuce and tomato and pickles to go with it. Um, and each filet was like 110 calories, and then the lettuce, tomato, and pickles totaled out to like 15 calories. So, you know, I got all the stuff I wanted from Chick-fil-A, um, and I got really full off of it, and I ate maybe 350 calories. I also got one piece of pepper jack cheese um, split between the two of them, between the two patties I ate, but total, I think it was like 350 calories, and I just, like, I didn't feel guilty from it, I didn't feel like I was cheating, um, but it's those moments when you're, like, ordering your kids' food, and you have to, like, smell it, and it's right there, and you're like, I could just eat one waffle fry, like, (laughs) how bad would that be, but you just have to, have to have that, like, conscious effort to say, like, no, I'm gonna go home and eat this lettuce. Yeah, because when you go get fast food and you see all the calorie counts, uh, usually when you look at, at it, uh, it's usually the meal that they're counting out. So it's yeah. like a thousand to fifteen hundred calories or something like that. Well, they're factoring in. I mean, the burger itself or whatever it is, the sandwich, what whatever it is, but then the fries and the drink, which is usually a coke, so a lot of sugar and, and whatnot, um, and then the fries just loaded with all them calories and there's nothing good about fries right um so yeah that's they take all that into consideration it just i mean when you're not counting calories and you're not paying attention you're just like getting the food you want um you don't it's not as apparent on how many calories certain foods have yeah like we went to texas roadhouse and i just got a steak grilled shrimp and green beans Um, and it was like 450 calories or something like that. But like what I really wanted was a loaded baked potato, but the loaded baked potato itself had more calories in it than my steak, my grilled shrimp and my green beans, just that one potato. Um, and you know, it's just, I didn't want it anymore. Or like when I go and I'm like, Oh, look, it's a salad. And then you look how many calories ranch dressing has in it. And you're like, damn, like, you know, when you're looking at those overall calorie intakes, some of the meals that I would normally have eaten a while ago, well, a while, I would say like a meal that I would have gotten three weeks ago has more calories in it than I eat in my entire day now. (laughs) Yeah, which is crazy to think about. Uh, I mean, the other thing is like you take foods, like take the baked potato uh, in a certain way that can be good for you right depending on what you're doing and what your plan is but uh how much of the baked potato you're consuming and then what you start adding to it it's like butter sour cream cheese bacon bits and who knows what else people start putting on on their baked potato it's like man that's where you start going over the top and it starts Mm. pushing uh going from something good to like just something completely horrible for you it's like with salad it's like you could have a nice uh chicken salad um but then you you fucking just pour a shitload of ranch on it you completely completely diminish the health benefits of that salad if it's just drenched in ranch or blue cheese dressing or whatever the hell you use yeah and i mean typically like for you you'll get caesar salad but even that had quite a bit of calories in it yeah i don't know like and again calorie counting isn't for everyone but it's definitely um helping us and the queen eats 
they have it broken out on every meal, like what the calories are, what the protein, fat, carbs. Um, and it's just, it's helped so much. Um, just rein it in. Oh, yeah. The clean eats is, is where it's at. Like I, I'm being honest. If it wasn't for that, I think, I don't know if we would have broke, but for sure I would have had a lot of more instances where it's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to grab a slice of pizza. Yeah. It's hard. So for me, and this is where clean eats comes in, for me, I have to have variety. Like you can eat the same thing every day and be completely content with it. I cannot. <laughs> uh, I definitely cannot. Um, and so you'd like get into that buffer zone of, you know, are you going to eat chicken and rice and broccoli for the next 75 days? Um, and people can do it and they're successful with it. I am not one of those people. Um, but I mean, we have, we found, you know, we can go out and we can get grilled chicken. We can get steak. We can get shrimp, um, sushi. Like there are low calorie options. You just have to do a little bit of work to figure out what that's going to be. Yeah. You ready to end it there? I think that's a good yeah. place to, to wrap it up. We've gone through all five of the critical tasks, kind of gave our our run through it. We ha- we're at day 21. We still have, what's math? 64 days. 54 days. Maybe. Public math. I'm not going to do public math. Um, so we still got. 54. We still got two months to go. And our end date is June 11th, mm-hmm. which when you said that made me, made me want to cry a little bit, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, you know, all the benefits that we're getting from 70 heart, 75 heart is, is worth it. And yeah. Yeah. I will say like, it's definitely not easy. So if you're going into it like, oh, I'm going to knock this out of the park. Mm, nah. No, you're not. Yeah. It's definitely, um, Definitely a challenge, something that you're going to have to work toward, but uh, in my opinion, worth it. Hell yeah. Um, Man, we got some big things coming up for the podcast, so I'm excited for that. Like within the next two weeks, we'll be announcing some stuff. Jazz hands. Yeah, yeah. I'm using jazz hands because I'm so excited about it. It's going to be awesome. Um, So be looking out for that. We'll keep you all updated. Uh, Next week, I think we're going to go without – guest um yeah yeah we'll see yeah all right uh but yeah uh stay tuned for all those updates that we're gonna hit you with boom boom bam because it's gonna be fucking awesome uh other than that 75 hard give it a shot if you're looking to change uh pretty much just change up your life you know it's not as he says, it's not a, a physical fitness challenge. It's a it's a mes- mental toughness challenge, and uh, it certainly has been tough. And it I think it's making us better. Feels like it. Um, so we're excited to see where this progress takes us. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you're listening to. Um, give us five stars. So just scroll down to the bottom of Apple Podcasts, hit that fifth star. Hook us up, leave a review, go to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, like, follow, subscribe, do all of it. Just, uh, yeah, join us. And uh, we will see y'all next week, babes. 
Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We will see you all next week. Later.